Hello, this is Catch Tea If You Can, and I am your host, Melissa. We are on episode two, Deuce. I am super excited today. I wanted to thank you guys, everybody who watched my first episode. I sincerely appreciate it. Everybody is shooting me feedback and uh, just uh, telling me what they liked about it. A lot of people said they felt like they were right in the living room with me, which is exactly what I want to give. So it was giving what it was meant to give. Uh, I also had somebody ask questions about addressing some of the things I brought up. I had a friend who was like, man, I thought I thought I knew you, but uh, there's a lot I didn't know. And um, yeah, that that's that's the point of this podcast. Right. There's a lot. A lot of times social media will have you thinking, you know, somebody um, because it does seem like you, you know, we tend to post so much about our lives nowadays. It's really only a glimpse. It's really only a glimpse. And um, for me. At the time when I was going through stuff, it wasn't that I wasn't trying to be honest or what have you. Uh, it was at the time I was trying to promote a service or get clients through my social media and I wasn't going to get it telling my struggle story. So if you paid attention to my captions and you really knew me, which I had friends who would reach out and just be like, are you are you okay? You know, they would read my captions and kind of uh, they they they'd be able to really um, see where my mindset was at the time. And uh, I actually have a friend, shout out to Tyler, who after getting off the phone with him one day, he was like, he sent me a text, and I can tell this story now without crying. But every time I used to tell this story, I used to cry. Uh, he sent me a text message and was like, "I, I know you, you you say everything's okay," and he was like, "You know, I just wanted to send you." He sent me seventy five dollars, which does not sound like a lot today, but when you got very little, that's a lot. He sent me $75 and was like, hey, get you get something to eat, groceries, whatever you need. And um, I just, I wanted to say that to say, you, you never know what people are really going through. Um, a lot of the times it's not that they're trying to hide it, it's just they're trying to stay positive um, and kind of, it's almost like you're trying to psych your mind out <laughs> to not be within reality. Um, and I felt like where I was at that time, I'd placed myself in a position, I put myself there. I made the choices, so I, it wasn't it wasn't anybody's responsibility or nobody was obligated to help me out. Therefore, uh, I wasn't really able to ask. Um, but if you have true friends, um, people who are able to hear beyond the "I'm okay, I'm good," and 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 really be able to read in between the lines and uh, what's going on. Uh, that's, that's a blessing, that's a blessing. So I definitely wanna say thank you to Tyler for that. Uh, one of my very, very, very good friends. Yeah, so again, like I said, this podcast is about real people with relatable stories who bet on themselves and are winning, right? And winning is, uh, it's winning through their eyes. Uh, they set a goal, they accomplished it. And I feel like nowadays on social media, it has you thinking that you have to be driving, uh, you know, some type of luxury uh, car, uh, living in a four or five bedroom house or a high rise condo. It's all these uh, material attributes to what success is and, and that's not what it's all about. So I love that I'm able to create this platform to bring people on today. Uh, my special guest is Danielle Hodge, who I'm so excited about bringing on. Danielle, actually a lot of people think that we're cousins because uh, that's what we told them. And uh, Danielle embodies 
and is the personification of what I'm telling you this podcast is about. Uh, and I don't want to say too much and ruin it. I want her to come on and tell her own story. Um, but for, for those of you who um, don't have the pleasure of knowing her, she is a hustler, boss lady, every sense of those words that I just used, uh, that's, that's, that's what Danielle represents. Um, and I'm really excited because uh, we went to school together and have kept a friendship. She was, she's actually my twin sister's best friend. And both of us uh, definitely align in the sense that we've went against the grain. Uh, we're always working or doing something that, you know, kind of gets people rolling their eyes like, oh, here they go again. What, what do they have going on this time? What kind of what kind of business are they starting this time? Or, you know, what's going on? Her and I were definitely the black girls that were always in the water. And if you see uh, my Instagrams or what have you, most of my pictures from vacations are in tropical destinations or by the pool. Uh, water is water is my um, piece, my, my um, place that just brings all types of calmness. And I definitely, definitely defy the stereotype that black girls do not get in the water. I submerge my whole head. I refer to myself as a black mermaid. And uh, Danielle's definitely a black mermaid too. So uh, we definitely love to play around in the sun, have fun in the water. And that's what her, her company, her product is all about. So I'm excited to bring her on today. All right, now we're about to get into my favorite segment of the show, pour the tea. And you know what, with these guests, you know, I know I know they have a lot going on. Things are going good, things are going great. Okay. But the real tea is everything that's going wrong, and that's what I need them to spill. Today our guest is Danielle Hodge. She is our great family friend. We actually tell people that we're cousins, but we'll get into that and why. We went to high school together, and she is actually the founder of a first black-owned pool inflatable and water accessories company, right? And she's disrupting the industry and making waves. And I'm so excited to have you here, Danielle. Thank you so much. Oh yeah, yeah. We got we got to pour the tea, girl. We got to pour the tea. Hold on. You see what I'm talking about here? You see what I'm saying? Let's go. Okay, babe. Okay, babe. You pour it. Yeah, I gotta pour it. I gotta pour it. Got a little peach detox today. Cheers. Cheers. Ding ding. Let's get into it. Let's get into it, girl. All right, so. Um, I, first I want to start off, I, I know, I know your backstory, but if you can get into your backstory for the audience. Yeah. Like I said, Danielle and I went to high school. I actually have a twin sister and I am a year behind my, well, in school, I was a year behind my twin sister. I got left back due to medical reasons, uh, missed 50 days of school. But when, once we got to high school, nobody knew that backstory. So I was a year behind my sister. We don't look alike. They didn't know we were twins. And Danielle was in the same grade as Asha, my twin sister. And so the school, we there were only 10 of us. And <laughs> and so we would tell everybody that we were cousins. And of course, they believed it because there weren't that many black people there. So That's right. Yeah. So I just want to, I want you to get into your story because Danielle embodies everything that I I think this this show this podcast represents just her passion her ambition her ability to be resilient but yet always stay so positive and have that that 
Colgate Smilon. Thank so. you, girl. For real, for real. But I think what is most important is your backstory. And I want you to start there, kind of tell people, I guess let's start from college and go up. Well, when we graduated yeah. high school and then we'll get into where you are today as far as Alma Ocean. So. All right. Well, let's just start with saying I didn't graduate college. <laughs> <laughs> I did two semesters at Borough <laughs> Manhattan Community College. Okay. Um, but yeah, I will rewind back to high school right after I graduated. I, um, my mom helped me. I will say in the entrepreneurship journey, it's really great to have the support um, along the way, especially from your parents. So my mom actually um, moved with me to New York City mm-hmm. um, where I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to do modeling. And then when I couldn't pay my rent, I had to like... <laughs> I had to go in and get a real job. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I did acting, I did modeling and I was waiting tables, but then I, uh, gradually saw myself getting into the marketing industry. Um, starting off as a promo model for Nouveau Liqueur, shout out to John, JV, uh, John Vasquez. I was, uh, working for Nouveau as a promo model, worked my way up, uh, became a manager for Nouveau, Northeast manager. And from there, I, um, Staying in the events industry and then finally getting into event production, becoming an event producer. So, I mean, I'm fast forwarding through a lot of it, yeah. but um, I will say like it's um, it's been a journey and it's been a fun journey. I'm really into events is my thing. It's always been my thing. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and my passion for entrepreneurship just kind of came like within that kind of blended naturally, mm-hmm. I guess, mm-hmm. from watching kind of how Nuvo was a brand and then kind of seeing how. They, you know, how we marketed it and seeing kind of, it wasn't really, right. Yeah. And scaled that business. So I kind of took a lot of, that was my school. You know, I took a lot of what I learned. uh, You had the real life school. Exactly. I had the real life school, the streets, the The streets calling me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, um, that's just a, a quick kind of recap of it is me just taking my journey of leaving high school going for it, moving to New York, getting all these dope jobs. And now it's put me in a great spot in my career that I absolutely love. What so, yeah. did it, I, I want to ask you, what did your mom have to say about you making that decision to drop out after two semesters to go to New York to model? She hated it. You know, Caribbean parents, they want yeah. you to stay in school. They want you to be a nurse half the time. And I wasn't feeling that, you know. Um, but I, the, the thing that was amazing was just her support. To like mm-hmm. listen to me, she would actually listen to what I was saying. And although she didn't like it, she still supported me, you know, on my journey. So that was big. Right away or it grew to become that? Um, I would say right away because she, the minute I said I wanted to go to New York, she was like, oh, you know, I could do travel nursing because they pay more. So if you want to go back to New York, all right, cool. And then me not finishing college was like, she didn't really have no choice. Because right. like, I was, I, to me, I was like, I'm not going to do it. Like, that's just not. I wasn't feeling the vibe and it, it it very well may have been the college that I chose yeah. and the vibe that I had. But honestly, it was just college is college. Yeah, because sometimes, sometimes, well, no, sometimes going to a um, community <clears throat> college as a, it was community, right? Yeah, it was community yeah. college. Borough, so, community college. So going from what I've heard, um, going to community college as opposed to four year, you are missing that community, so to speak. And it's almost like boarding school you know you're living on campus even if you're not living on campus you're living close enough to campus and most of your activities are based around 
campus and, yeah. you know, all the friends and everything that you make there. So I can kind of see where, you know, not to say that it you go like, to school for friends. It was a pit stop but, for me. Right. It was a pit stop, you know, like uh, I got to go to class and then go back to reality. Whereas like, you know, a, a, a university is like community, Ex you know? Yeah. It's like your small little uh, neighborhood, so to speak. Yeah. Becomes that for sure. Yeah. But okay. So you, um, you went to New York, you were doing modeling there. Then you said you got your experience from working with Nuvo. So lead us into um, where you got this whole inspiration as far as um, starting up Alma Ocean. The inspiration for, for Alma Ocean for sure came, it, it arose from COVID. It arose mm -hmm. from me having too much time and being too still. But um, the experience and knowledge that I gained, like living in New York and working in, you know, the liquor industry and being out and about networking and all that, it kind of let me see that possibilities of doing things on my own and for myself, because for me to build these companies and help these, these CEOs, you know, build their brand. I was like, man, I could do this for myself, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of times they get funding and money. Um, they have a lot more access mm -hmm. to, you know, the dollars to get yeah. their things go, you know, to get their business going. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for black women, it's a struggle in business, trying to get funding, grasping yeah. onto that and finding, finding the resources. Um, but I'm not really like letting that deter me. I'm excited about what I'm doing. I'm excited about the impact I'm creating on the ocean launch during 2020 when I was still at home at my mom's house, uh, wanting to luxuriate lounge and feel good about being in the pool and, um, just relaxing because it was a stressful time for everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I get online, I start looking for pool inflatables and realize there's not a lot in the market that's speaking to the black community, let alone there's not like a product uh, attached to like a community that's uplifting us to be in the water space more. Mm -hmm. All that's like going through my head mm -hmm. and I've, my brain is crazy the way it thinks. Like it's mm -hmm. just constantly, um, thinking of ideas, but, I'm the type of person that like I move on them. Sometimes I move too quick. Right. That's <laughs> um, real though. That's real. That's good that you acknowledge yeah. that. Cause I know I'm the same way too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I move too quick, which is why like I look forward to when I can have partners and people who can kind of slow me down and add a little bit more strategic moves. For me, I'm just like, Ooh, I'm visual, mm -hmm. you know, I could see it and I just mm -hmm. want to go and like get it done. You're the visionary. But, um, I'm a visionary. Mm -hmm. And, um, it literally started from me taking like um, printouts of uh, patterns that I like. Yeah. Uh, I really like to see the Kente pattern. And I thought, man, if I took that Kente pattern and put that on a pool, oh, that's going to blow people's mind. You yeah. know? Yeah. So that's, that's where I got the culture addict pool from because I felt like people will see that pool and know that like if you got that pool, you're addicted to culture. Like you need to get that type thing. So right. that's where culture addict came from. I also have a uh, float called Kente's Cousin. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> Of, uh, How did you come up with that? And who came up with the designs? Like, I know you came up with the patterns, but actual, yeah. like, for talk about some of the other products that you have and who came up with those designs. So I have a Rasta unicorn drink holder, which my nephew's 15 oh. at the time. He, he designed that. <laughs> you mean this one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one. You mean Cheers. <laughs> this one? I should have had one. I'm traveling. Yeah, that one. 
So cute. I love it. Yes, that exact one. So my nephew designed that. He was 15 at the time. He's like 18 now. He designed that. And then I have... um. I 18! Girl, time flies. 18? 18. Yeah, girl. He just turned 18. Don't talk what? about it. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about that because what does that mean about I know. us? What does that mean about us? I know. But yeah, so I... um. I came up with this designs. I have like, I have a bunch of designs. Um, I sat down with a designer that is from the UK. I met him online. Everything was for me just like going online, surfing, researching, finding people, connecting with them, talking with them. Mm. Um, and just, just seeing how um, we could work together. Um, there's a gentleman I met in the UK. Mm-hmm. He was on, on a website where like a bunch of designers are at. We collabed together. And I really, I just told him what I wanted would work together and he would do it and I was like man this guy's great <laughs> so um where'd you find him easy. like was it on a Fiverr or Upwork or something like that not Fiverr uh 99 design oh 99designs.com um which by the way is a great site if you're looking for designers there's a lot on there super talented and um yeah and every des- every time I wanted to do more designs I'd go back to him and he would just we'd work together and it always come out great so mm. Um, there's him. There's my friend Adrian Stupika, who's designed like an um, indigenous series with like Africat. You can see the towels on my website that he did. And we've got some pools in, um, in the making that we're going to do and launch maybe next, hopefully next summer. Um, so, yeah, the designs were kind of easy to come across because, you know, during COVID, it seems like a lot of art started, you know, evolving a lot. You started seeing a lot of artists yeah. coming out. Yeah. Uh, so they were really easy to find. So I was doing some research and I saw one of the interviews you did in regards to the different demographics as far as the swimming abilities. And I saw the stats of 64% black kids uh, to 40, no, 4% Hispanic and 40% white. Was that the ability of, the, the meaning they have the ability to swim or they don't have the ability to swim? Because those numbers actually surprised me if it means they have the ability to swim. The numbers mean drowning. So, like, I, this, oh. when it comes to stats, yeah, when it comes to stats, um, I really hate to say percentages and numbers. The point is, and the truth is, the black community is still struggling in this space. And the black community is still the top in drowning. So um, when it comes to numbers and percentages, sometimes I just push that out the way. We know as a community that we're struggling in this space. We know as a community, the generational um, push of us not being around pools and then like carrying that on to like your mom telling you, oh, stay away from the pool, you know, right, going right. around. Just embedding that into our heads. Um, I want to change that. And so I think, that's why I feel like I'd be at the service to just sell pool inflatables and then not offer resources. So that's why I've got my girl, Noelle, from Afro Swimmers. I've also got a whole community of people. I've got Rhonda Harper from Black Girls Surf. You go to my website, I have a community page where like, you can connect with all these people to know more about um, not just swimming, but like you can actually get you know, some education on, you know, how to stay afloat, how to learn the basic skills you need to know. Like if you get pushed in the water at a pool party, right. You know, can you, can you get off to the side? Okay. Can you float maybe to get to where you need to be? And so um, all those things are just important and it's time to stop feeling, feeling that fear and being scared in the water space. Um, I'm sorry, in the aquatic space. Right. And, um, and kind of, uh, 
my whole goal is to uplift us more in the aquatic space. So I, I want to make swimming fun. And that's yeah. kind of why I came up with pool inflatables and um, beach towels and all the accessories you would bring with, you know, if you go to the beach or by the pool, it's because I want it to be a space that's fun. Yeah. And um, I know a lot of black women, they're, you know, worried about their hair, but we got so many hair products out there now, you yeah. know, like, um, and I think that it's a sacrifice you make sometimes to go and get your braids wet. Exactly. <laughs> and know? I was going to say, unless people are, are um, pretending on Instagram, it seems like a lot more black girls are getting in the water or at least posing by the water. So <laughs> hopefully yeah, your, your floats is definitely going to be encouraging them to um, get in the water and look cute. So that's a good thing. Yeah. But, if they're going to get it halfway because they can't swim, get it halfway on my float, but at least know how to save yourself. Right. You feel me? Yes. Right. <laughs> and I know. So, so I know you spoke about the resources that you have and you're providing, um, you want to provide to the community. You also speak a lot yeah. about the power of community and the representation in the water space. So yeah. w what is your plan as far as executing that? What's a short term and long term plan? Hey, that's a great question. That's a great question. Uh, I'm launching the Alma Swim Foundation, and that's where I'm going to collaborate uh, with swim coaches. I'm going to offer clinics. I'm going to do workshops. Um, mm. uh, hoping to do like a pool tour with my girl Noelle, where we're just kind of like having panels and um, again having clinics. And um, you know, swimming can be all year round. It doesn't have to just be in the summertime. So mm. even in the wintertime, offering classes and letting people know where they could go to find out about these things, like a mm. hub, a resource, um, uh, a whole aquatic community. I feel like it's kind of just neglected, you know? Yeah. yeah. So to disrupt the market with these pool inflatables and be loud about, you know, um, the impact that I'm trying to create, not just in Orlando where I'm from with youth and, with my adult friends, but mm -hmm. just overall everywhere um, around the world. So I'm excited about it. I'm passionate about it. And I'm happy to be here because I'm talking about it. What kind of conversations have you seen or have you heard in terms of, I'm sure people are reaching out to you and DMing you about, you know, what it's done for them or, you know, yeah. what that conversation has initiated. Can you share some yeah. of that? Yeah, I think some of the changes that I've seen are... Um, it's crazy. People will send me now, you know, um, memes that have to do with swimming. They'll send me anything that has to do with water, pool, uh, swimsuits, surfers. They're seeing, they're seeing like black women surfers and they're sending it to me in, in my DMs. Yeah. So it means that people know, oh shit, let me show Danielle because this is what she's doing. And right. so like, I know those people see what I'm doing. And they're becoming more aware of it. It's, it's and they're strong. becoming it's, more aware. Yeah. They're yeah. becoming more aware. And, and I think now um, there's there's this um, shout out to Ebony Beach Club. It's like all these black people that come together. I believe the guy's name is Brick. He's a music artist. He's bringing all these black black people together in L.A. at the beach. And they all go to the beach and they just celebrate being by the water. So, like, there's movements going on that, like, a lot of people don't really know about. And it's mm -hmm. fun. It's mm -hmm. so fun. And it's yeah. like it's time for people to know about these things, you know. And connect. So I'm, I don't know. I'm just really excited. That's the changes that I'm seeing is that people are becoming more aware of the aquatic community. And I think that's dope. What are some of the challenges that you face in terms of starting Alma Ocean, especially since you started it during the pandemic? Um, and 
not only the challenges, but what, what was the a time that you were like, what am I, what am I doing? What, what am I doing? <laughs> I started, I got to finish, but what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, man, what are some challenges that I've faced? Too many to name. But I will say that uh, being a solo entrepreneur is tough because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, at the end of the day, you can reach out to people for their input, but it's down to you to make the decision. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's good to have the yin to your yang, you know, especially for somebody like me that moves so quick, somebody to kind of slow me down. So I think the challenge is uh, being able to like stay focused being a solo entrepreneur until... Somebody said the other day, like, if you build it, they will come doesn't mean anything. But to mm-hmm. me, I feel like I have to keep doing things like this, hopping on podcasts and um, posting on social media and speaking engagement mm-hmm. and going to events and networking. So letting people know what I'm doing. And um, yeah, that'll I forgot what the question was. <laughs> no, no, no. You answered it. But I, I want to help okay, you. Out. I want to help you out with that as well. I mean, the, the segment's called Pour the Tea. And I feel like. I yeah. want to I want to give you the opportunity to tell tell us the real real like what 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 are the um you know what are the common misconceptions that you feel people may have just from following you on social media or following your Alma Ocean page and seeing that you are gaining all this traction you've been in yeah. I, I don't know if you want to talk about all the features you have so even though you're building that traction what is some of the common misconceptions that you feel people have well, um, the one thing, and uh, there's a lot of people who say it too, is like, it always looks so beautiful from the outside and mm-hmm. polished up and glamorous, <laughs> but it, behind the scenes, you're just like, oh, shit, what am I going to post today? Like, I got to mm-hmm. keep the content going or like, um, what am I going to learn today? You right. know, like for me, because I got water safety certified, I'm like, okay, that's one thing, but like, what else can I keep doing to further my education on my mission yeah. um, and fi- finding the right people to connect to? So it's a struggle, but it's also like a beautiful struggle. You know, I'm, I'm super optimistic about, um, my journey and I'm super optimistic about, um, kind of like the people that I know will come into my life to help me build my company. So Mm -hmm. it's just staying positive Mm -hmm. and, um, Mm -hmm. and knowing that like, also not being scared to ask questions. Mm -hmm. Like I realized that too, in sliding DMs, I've been doing that like sliding people's DMs. Um, hey, do you want to collab together? Or like um, Art Basel's coming up. Hey, you know, um, are you going to be by the pool in the hotel? Like, can we collab with your art for Art Basel? So it's just about I feel picking like, up. I feel like to piggyback off of that, the saying, uh, closed mouths don't get fed. You got to yeah. learn to humble yourself and ask yep. for help. And I feel like sometimes that is the challenge of when you're mm-hmm. trying to, uh, start a business and then you're you're yeah. building that traction and everybody thinks things are you know you're they're they're doing well but you, you're still not at that point where you want to be that end point right um, yeah and it's being able to ask for help because you're wondering oh are they going to be looking at me like well you're making it look like this is it really that right and you got to get past all of that and I find that when you when you have your mentors or you're just communicating with people who are just a few steps further ahead than you are that's that's something that is very common and they tell you like ask for help ask for help as yep. long as you're willing ask to put help. in that work you're gonna find a mentor 
uh, or, yeah. or just some type of support where they're willing to give it to you because they see that you're yep. willing to put in the time. Exactly. So although I know, like, you and I have spoke about this before, I know people in top places, mm-hmm. but, like, people mm-hmm. aren't going to necessarily support you right away just because they for real want to see how serious you are about what you're doing. And that's right. just them because they got, a, they got a lot of stuff going on themselves. It's like, for me, I got a lot of stuff going on. So if I don't see somebody being serious about what they're doing, exactly. it's going to be hard for me to support. So I, w- I really want to see the effort. So I, I understand was, that. What was a, a feature or one of one of the um, reposts that happened from one of your celebrity friends or some, you know, somebody high up there that uh, you got really excited. Charlamagne! <laughs> <laughs> my boy, Charlamagne the God. Yeah, Charlamagne, he po- reposts some of my stuff. And I'm a, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I know a lot of people are always be hating on my boy, Charlamagne, but I'm a huge fan of, um, you know, just like his consistency. You know, right. that's inspiring to me. Uh, there's him. And then um, I did a, I had a feature in like Sweet July, which I thought was cool. That's Aisha Curry's um, magazine. Oh, cool. And, yeah, I had a feature for that. And um, uh, I was in, I did something for, uh, shoot, go to my Instagram page. It's underscore on the ocean. It's on there because I can't remember. <laughs> no, but put, also- put that out there. Where can they go to find find out more about Alma Ocean, yeah. the products? And yeah, just, to, just DM um, you with any questions as far as supporting the foundation. Okay, yeah. Always slide it to my DM. It's underscore Alma Ocean. And then um, Alma Swim Foundation is the name of my foundation. I got an Instagram for that. So it's Alma Swim Foundation. And then my website is almaocean.co. And at, not dot com, dot co. And I want to talk about the word Alma because I told you before I wanted to let people know kind of what that means. Mm-hmm. Alma is like a homegirl's name, but it's also, if you look up the word Alma, it means compassion, it means humanity, it means soul. It's like a multi-meaning word. Uh, it has a lot of meanings, but it all boils down to humanity. Um, and so at the time, in 2020, I thought the world could use a lot more of all those things. Yeah. So that's where I got Alma from. And then the ocean is healing. It's a healing body of, of water. So I put those two together. And um, when I wrote it out and saw how it looked, I was like, ah, I'm good. Let me see if the, the website's taken. <laughs> and, that's and I just went through and like, yeah, I just got everything and then, yeah, trademarked it. I'm trademarked and, um, yeah, I just did all the business stuff you got to do to lock things in and, and then roll with it. One thing that stands out to me the most about you, Danielle, and I know I said it in the beginning, is always your optimism, just your your positive outlook on life. I know your your personal uh, back background story, but I was just wondering if you were willing to share just kind of uh, some of the obstacles, the trials, tribulations that you've went through and kind of yeah. explain, does that does that kind of set the tone for uh, how you attack your your uh, ventures? Yeah. Um, so when I was younger, I actually almost drowned. And my mm-hmm. brother is the one who kind of he hopped in the pool to save me. Wow. And this is legit, like not just sucking up water. This is like I was out for a little bit, you know, and um that same brother, he's two years, three years older than me. His name's Avi. He's actually um, bipolar schizophrenia, right? Yeah. And so um, for me, there's a reason why I'm here. And there's a reason why all this comes back full circle. It's kind of crazy um, how, I don't know, everything just comes together and like, I'm on my path. I'm on my journey. I can't stop now. I got to keep going. So 
all those things come into play from the ocean. And I, I keep that at the forefront as I'm, you know, um, building my brand. And um, I hope that like, as I keep going on my journey, there are things that I include, not just swimming mm-hmm. um, and, and water safety, but mental illness is close to me. So I hope that's something that I can um, kind of push out more too. And and that's kind of with- taboo in the black community as well too. So I, I, I feel like it's, the black it's, community. it's fitting. It's fitting. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's just something that is kind of crazy that they came back full circle for me is mm-hmm. that that experience in my life. And then being able to um, to acknowledge my brother and what he's going through, you know, yeah. he saved my life. You know, yeah. that's it. So and. Yeah. And that speaks to who you are as a person and as a businesswoman is most people who almost drowned or have something scary like that happen in life that keeps them away from that, the water and that creates that fear for them. Yeah. But for you, you, oh, di- you, you literally dive in, <laughs> you literally dive yeah. in, you dive in. And I, I yeah. think that's with everything that you do. So it kind of speaks to the fact that you said, as soon as you have an idea, you, you jump in, you know, feet first, head first, however you want to say it. Um, yeah. but that, that's an interesting point. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, for sure. And, um, I am like a mermaid. Tamar, do you remember that time at the beach? Do you remember that time when it was like uh, when we almost me, drowned in Tiffany, Miami? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no. Yeah. I bring that story. I up think about that every time. And you were the one who you saved me. You saved me. You I got saved, the. Un- I saved you. And you Tiffany. saved. Yeah, you did. You did. And you were like, stay Both calm. I don't know how I did that. Stay calm. And I remember I we looked how. each other in the eyes because I was like, stay calm. I'm like floating away. My legs are up and everything. I'm like, I had so that me, panic let add, look. Let me add some detail. Let me add some detail to the story. Adam. So it was me. It was me. I don't know what we went to Miami for. I don't know if it was a birthday celebration or what. I think, like, it, was, we I think to, it was for Lindsay's birthday. Lindsay's birthday. Yeah, yeah, we went yeah. to Miami. <laughs> we all had a little too much to drink. And we went in the ocean at about like 630. Nah. 30 and we were just no talking walking into the water yeah no lifeguards on duty the waves is going you know we going like this yeah <laughs> right and not even noticing we looked back that was the liquor we <laughs> thought it was the liquor talk we look back at the shore and Lindsay's all the way and i'm like and it, it's not even till then till we saw that that y'all started panicking yeah we're you like how we got all the way out here i was like i was like oh shit we out kind of far and tiffany's like you know, doing his little bob thing. And I'm like, oh, shit, can you swim? She's like, no, I can't. And I'm like, what are you doing out here? You can't swim. Like, this is all going on while the waves are, like, taking yep. us up. And then tomorrow, I'm looking and at And I like, can I'm, swim, but I couldn't that can. day. Like, it was just that, the waves yeah. and... No, it's not the waves. We shouldn't have been drinking and then going to the water. That too, that bad. too. But I'm also going to blame it on the waves, too. Blame it on the waves. Blame it on the liquor. Blame it on the alcohol. It was like, the high tides. Good. It was the high tides, Shout girl. Out. Yeah. High tides, yes, in the evening. No lifeguard on duty. We did all the wrong things. We learned from that. I learned from that. So yeah. right now, if y'all are young kids, if y'all are watching this right now, don't ever do that. Um, so yeah, so it wasn't until like we noticed how far out we were, and then I literally, I was like, listen, these two bitches not gonna die on my watch. So I would like <laughs> go down and push Tamal, and then go down and push Tiff, and go down, and I kept telling Tamal, just float, just float. And then when I could finally get a chance to like wave Lindsay down. She got those two guys to run out and get y'all when she noticed what was wrong. And they were like, you need help? I was like, no, they do. 
Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And the guy was like, the guy was told me swim that way. So it got that's, if you ever caught out in the waves, swim diagonal back to shore. And that's what I was doing on. wrong. I was swimming forward, yeah. not knowing that when you have the high tides like that, yep. you need to swim diagonal. So yeah. I kept swimming forward and you're just wasting energy because as the waves go forward, yep. they just pull you back. So essentially you're just you're just swimming in place. You're not making hey. no any way, hey. nothing like that. Listen, catch catch tea if you can, audience. Listen, do not drink or swim, okay? <laughs> that was wild. That was wild. That was wild. No, but and, for um, all, that is the main takeaway. Don't drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. And um, especially not in the ocean, uh, with no lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that I, I think about that often because I'm like, that was crazy. That is literally the thing I'm advocating for is like drowning. And I, Tiffany couldn't even swim. But she was like, you know? she had to get home to those kids. I I was like, at the end, when we were all safe, we all started laughing because we were like, I thought you couldn't swim. And she was like, all I could think of what was those kids in this wig. <laughs> <laughs> those oh, kids in this yeah. wig. Um, so. Yeah, but and and I also remember the guy who saved me. His wife was so mad, kind of like oh, you went and almost re- yeah. She oh, I I was shit. like thank you, and she just turned around all mad. I was like I don't even she blame you. Yeah, because she's kind of yeah. like you just risked my husband's life, you know, going yeah. out there like idiots without you that know wasn't, that wasn't nice any lifeguards or anything. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, she whatever. was not she was not happy. But yeah, that well, was my friend, first. My friend is still here. Yeah, we we almost drowned together. That's that's a real yeah. bonding experience. <laughs> but yeah. Thank you so much for coming on today, Danielle. I really appreciate it. Is there anything that you feel, you know, might have been left out or that you feel you definitely want to say before we close um, out? I will say Besides don't um, drink and swim. No, no. I will just say uh, for any entrepreneurs or people who are launching brands or anybody in the business space or product space, just keep going. That's yeah. it. I don't really got much else to say except everybody's going to have their own journey. There is no blueprint. People always want to tell you about, oh, this is the way you got to do it. Or reach out to them like this. No, just keep being yourself. Stay focused. Stay um, active and, and keep asking questions. Mm-hmm. The journey is your own journey. There's no blueprint. Don't feel like um, you got to be doing things a certain way. And it's true what they say. Everything looks so beautiful on the outside. It's a true struggle. Successful people. I just watched um, Tracy Ellis Ross, who I love. Shout out to Tracy. We got me, girl. <laughs> um, shout out to Tracy Ellis Ross because uh, I went to a luncheon today and she was speaking. And even she said it looks so beautiful to everybody on the outside. But on the inside, she said, "Your my insides are not your outside. Mm. or something like that it was really powerful what she said yeah and um she also said there was a gap between when she did girlfriends to when she did blackish and she's like dang i ain't never gonna get no work again you know Mm -hmm. um so even though it looks so beautiful you know for the celebs and people you see it's a struggle for them too you know okay okay real quick real quick because i know we're wrapping up but i want you to jump okay i want you to talk about that real quick about um, just kind of having those gaps and also yeah. working full time while you're trying to run a business, mm-hmm. a side hustle, uh, you know, your own business on the side. Oh, what shit, advice do you have for those people? Yeah, that, that, that's, that's, it is real. I am working full time as an event producer, but the beautiful thing is I've been doing this for dang, what, 11 years, maybe, maybe more than that. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I make time. 
right? People mm-hmm. feel like they don't have time, but I make time. Like my schedule is like, I work more towards the weekend and I have the beginning of the week free. So I'm going to do stuff like a podcast. I'm going to email people and follow up. I'm going to um, plan out like what I'm going to do for the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also going to take a break because sometimes mm-hmm. I, I, I can't be doing stuff all the time because my brain is going crazy mm-hmm. and I start doing crazy stuff like not sleeping or yeah. um, stuttering. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, all that stuff, you know? I just yeah. made that up, but like, you got to rest too. So there's a balance. Um, so yeah, it's, it's common for people to have a full-time job still working on their businesses. Don't think, Oh yeah, I got to quit, you know, my day job to pursue this full time. Don't do that. If you got bills to pay baby. No, 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 don't do that. You know, um, get smart about the decisions you make. Like I'm smart about the position I'm in and work my way here. So Mm -hmm. I made it, I made it. So yeah, it's kind of lonely because I'm always traveling all the time, but uh, I'm racking up some Marriott points yeah. and, um, uh, um, I'm working as a note, like a digital nomad, pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, building my business. I'm getting paid to build my business. Exactly. It's kind of like what you spoke about in your first episode yeah. is you're getting paid still to build your business. So mm-hmm. you just got to be smart about those things. And, um, and yeah, did I cover that? Did I cover everything? I don't know. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you answered it well. Yeah. 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 So, you got time. You got time. You just got to make it. Exactly. Yeah. You make time for what you want to make time for. Exactly. As hard as it may be. Exactly. Anyways, anyways that was our segment of Pour the Tea with Danielle Hodge of yeah. Ocean. Um, be sure to reach out to her at underscore. You want me to say it? Yeah, go ahead. Underscore, underscore oh. Alma Ocean, because some other chick got the full Alma Ocean. So <laughs> underscore Alma Ocean. <laughs> Um, and then if you want to check out my foundation, it's, uh, Alma Swim Foundation and the website is www.almaocean.co. That's .co, not .com. There you go. Yep. And I am Tama Alyssa with Catch Tea If You Can podcast. Yep. And be sure to, uh, reach out to me at, uh, Catch Tea If You Can dot podcast on Instagram, uh, personals Catch Tea If You Can, and, uh, we'll have all the links below so that um, if you weren't able to write it down or remember Danielle's handles, we'll have that for you. And be sure, please, to subscribe and like. Please. Please, y'all. I need it. (laughs) All right. Good night. Bye. 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 All right. That's a wrap. Episode two. Thank you so much, Danielle, because if you guys liked what Danielle had to say, please make sure to support her. Go check out her foundation on her website. Also, all her handles will be down below. If you liked uh, the key takeaway of do not drink and uh, swim. No, I'm kidding. She dropped way more gems than that, so you should have been paying attention. You better take away way more than that. Um, But yeah, please support. Send her a DM. Send me a DM. My handles are below. Any questions that you may have about this episode or episode one, or maybe you just want to see me interview somebody else or talk about something personally um, that I may have not touched yet, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, Again, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit here and listen to me for however long this may be. Hopefully we edit it down so it's not too long. But I do. I really appreciate y'all. And again, this is Catch Tea if you can. So make sure to catch me next episode.